Now, 7.33, exactly. Uh, shaking off the whole Russia scandal has not uh, gone so well so far for US President Donald Trump um, with his dismissal of FBI Director James Comey, marking, of course, another critical juncture in the whole saga. He may have um, escaped temporarily some of the scrutiny by heading to Saudi Arabia, but um, one suspects he can't escape it entirely. New York Times uh, reported that Trump asked Comey to close the investigation into former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn in February, saying, I hope you can let this go. Revelations like that proving to be major sticking points. Uh, Let's first bring in Christian Carroll, editor of the Democracy Post at the Washington Post. Thank you very much for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Um, How critical are these latest developments then? Well, I think they are extremely critical, and everyone in Washington is in a great deal of suspense about all this, because it's it's really unclear where, how, and when all of this is going to end. There is the possibility that this could become a, a, a kind of conflict, scandal, whatever you want to call it, on a low flame that just continues to go for, for months and months and months, and perhaps even longer than that. So everyone's trying to figure out exactly what, what the dimensions of this situation are and how long this state of uncertainty can continue. I, I mean, we shouldn't necessarily just presume that everybody is uh, up to date with the interaction with Russia, with the drip feeding of information over a period of months. Could you briefly summarize for us what we actually know about the Trump administration's interaction with Moscow? Well, that's a great question, of course. We don't want to lose sight of the big picture. Okay, so what we know is essentially that Donald Trump, before he became president, uh, had a whole variety of business contacts with Russians, uh, most of whom appear to have been private business people, but some of whom did, in fact, have ties to organized crime. That doesn't necessarily imply anything for the president at all. He doesn't necessarily, you know, have to have known about that. Um, And then more recently, when he became a presidential candidate, uh, it turns out that several members of his administration had various uh, meetings with Russians. It's it's very hard to suss out sometimes where the normal interaction with a Russian diplomat or official ends and where um, a sneakier kind of uh, a, a spy-like encounter begins. That's one of the things that we're trying to figure out with mm-hmm. all this. And, and then there's the simple fact that Donald Trump has perhaps one of the only really consistent things in his political career has been his very admiring talk about Vladimir Putin. So uh, whenever he has a chance, whenever he's had a chance in the past to talk about Vladimir Putin, the president of Russia, he almost always uh, expresses great praise and, and sympathy for the president of Russia. And this is kind of extraordinary because, as a lot of your listeners may know, Russia was actually accused by the uh, American intelligence community of directly intervening in our election against Hillary Clinton. So there's this whole complicated brew of stuff. Um, you know, there's what we know, which is the Trump had business contacts, the people in his, in his entourage had contacts with the Russians. What we don't know is how deep this goes and to what extent this compromises Trump as, uh, 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 as the, you know, the head of the American state, as somebody who might have actually had ties with a somewhat hostile foreign power. Well, you know, when we talk about impeachment, for example, as even a possibility, um, 
having gone through the whole process here in Korea, we don't need too much of a lesson on on how that works. Yeah. But um, yeah, you know, for, exactly, for, you certainly don't. Yeah, but for, for charges to even be brought against him, that there will have to be sentiment in the Republican Party turning against Trump as well. Uh, can you give us a sense of what the mood is like on that front? Well, that's exactly the point. Um, you know, I don't know the details of the Korean Constitution, but in the United States Constitution, uh, impeachment is a uh, punishment which is imposed by Congress for overtly, pol- overtly political crimes. It's a very political process. If the, if the president has indeed committed some kind of criminal offense, um, there is a, a, a kind of trial-like thing that happens, but it isn't really a trial in the legal, in the legal sense. It's an, a deeply political process. And, of course, the basic reality of American politics right now is that the Republicans control the Senate and the House. They control both houses of Congress. And under current conditions, that's going to make it very, very hard for anyone to impeach Donald Trump. The Republicans so far have shown they're very, very keen to keep Trump where he is. Some of them definitely have political problems with him, but, but nobody in his own party so far is really in a hurry to impeach him. And that probably... Unless something really radical happens, that basic political fact will not change until the midterm elections next year. And then it could change quite a lot, but until then, impeachment looks kind of unlikely. Yes, um, Comey will testify in an open hearing before the Senate Intelligence Committee on Memorial Day, actually. Do, Do you think that could change the course of the investigation at all? Well, it could indeed. The fact is we just don't know because we haven't heard his testimony yet, obviously. But that's, that's a huge wild card because Comey, for example, jolted the entire political scene here in Washington when he revealed that he has been keeping very detailed memoranda of every single meeting conversation that he's had with the president. And in his memoranda, he has apparently documented not only that President Trump asked him to end the FBI the running FBI investigation into all of these allegations about the Trump team's connections with Russia. But uh, he uh, also asked Comey, apparently, for his loyalty, which is, of course, an extremely big no-no in a a state of the rule of law, which the United States allegedly, you know, we would hope to be, just like Korea— and uh, in states governed by the rule of law, politicians are not supposed to intervene in, in uh, criminal investigations by leading law enforcement uh, officials. So this whole uh, this whole complicated mess could really take a very different direction if Comey testifies based on these memoranda that he's been keeping and reveals even more uh, disturbing things about his interactions with Trump. Yes. Um, just to make it clear to all uh, who might not be familiar, Memorial Day this year falls, uh, as always, on the last Monday in May, so the 29th. We're a week away from that particular development. I'd, I'd just like to say for now, thank you very much, Mr. Carroll, for joining us today. Oh, it's my pleasure. I hope that I hope that helped to inform your listeners. Absolutely. Christian Carroll of the Washington Post. Um, and we can continue to be informed because we have uh, Robert Legvold, Professor of Political Science at Columbia University on the line, and thank you for joining us. My pleasure. 
if we can just pick up where we left off on on the question of his potential impeachment or or otherwise, because it does seem like right now that's a a bit of a non-starter with the Republican backing that he has, although you're free to share your opinion on that. Um, How significant is this investigation uh, given the, the, the apparent political protection that Donald Trump has? You know, a few weeks ago, the notion of impeachment would have been, I think, simply out of the question, uh, not not only because of a Republican-controlled Congress, which would have to, the Senate would have to execute the impeachment, uh, but within the last couple of weeks, because of what President Trump has done and said, confirmed what he's done by what he has said, uh, suddenly talk of impeachment now uh, is... Uh, is in the air. Uh, I would still regard it as improbable, uh, although not only because of uh, his party controlling the Senate, um, but um, the issue has shifted fundamentally. In the past, we were talking about Russian interference in the election and a possibility of collusion between the Trump campaign and the Russian effort. I always thought that probably was going to be uh, a, uh, 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 an unsuccessful uh, issue, that that was not going to turn out to be the case. But now, suddenly this issue that you've just been talking about, the way the issue that you've been talking about emerges, and that is obstruction of justice. Uh, and that is the kind of thing that could lead to impeachment. And in the earlier cases, Nixon uh, and the Clinton administration, it was the cover-up that ended up being worse than the crime. Can we talk a little bit more about the legal process here, though? Because we're just hearing from Mr. Carroll uh, of the Washington Post that that it's a, a deeply political process, uh, and and while he has Republican backing uh, to bring about the impeachment, is is not seen by many as as a strong possibility. You've also said it's improbable, but is there a legal aspect of this that could uh, force the hand of politicians uh, if? I mean, the special counsel was to uh, bring forward the charges that we've discussed. That certainly would be a factor, but I think what you've uh, what you've been discussing is correct, that it is a highly political process, but that political process would turn against the president and in favor of impeachment if, uh, if the offense uh, that turns up uh, as a result of not just the special counsel's work, but also of the, particularly the Senate Intelligence Committee, were so blatant, so egregious, that you began to get public sentiment that put pressure on uh, senators and on representatives, then for political reasons that move the other direction, they may well, in fact, go uh, toward impeachment. That's essentially what happened in the earlier cases where you had impeachment. Uh, so it's uh, while a very political process, the mere fact that Republicans control the process doesn't uh, doesn't at this stage, depending on how things fall, that doesn't say that it couldn't turn uh, turn in the other direction. What, what do we know about Special Counsel Robert Mueller? Former FBI director, a straight shooter, highly regarded as a professional, rather close to uh, Comey himself. So my guess is that as he begins the work, and there's a question of whom do you believe, uh, including 
uh, around the memos that Comey has kept of the conversations with Trump. Do you believe the president or do you believe Comey? My guess is because of the personal relationship and I think the deep respect between the two men, uh, Mueller is likely to uh, give the benefit of the doubt to Comey. That would be the start of the way in which he goes about his business. But he is, uh, he's well regarded by, uh, by both Republicans and by Democrats from his service earlier as, uh, as director of the FBI. And, and again, just to clarify, what exactly is the, the role of, of the special counsel in a, in a situation like this? Well, it depends on uh, it depends on what what course they're taking at this juncture. If it up to this point, the investigation, particularly within the intelligence committees, has been uh, has been counter espionage, and that has different rules with different implications from a criminal investigation. But it is now announced that this is a criminal investigation, so he will be looking to see whether. Uh, anything that was done by uh, any of the parties involved uh, with, within the Trump campaign or by the president himself uh, has a vi- is violation of federal statute, uh, then he would bring charges. But I think, I think there is still a pretty good chance that at the end of this process, uh, the, the special counsel, Robert Mueller, is going to say, no, there's nothing that uh, should be prosecuted in this instance, and at which, at which case, at which point, uh, I think the president and those around him will see themselves vindicated. Uh, but the risk is that given the volatility of President Trump's personality and his tendency to react reflexively, that he may, as, as others have before, as I said, the, uh, the cover-up is worse than the crime, he may do things along the way that begin to look like he's obstructing the process, and yeah. that introduces still another element. What, what is the degree of immunity, though, that um, the Constitution would afford President Trump at this point? We know from our own impeachment process here in Korea, for example, that, that Park Geun-hye was uh, protected. She didn't have to uh, answer questions from prosecutors, for example, right up until her ousting from office. Uh, that will be true in this case. Uh, there will be uh, there will be uh, security of of documentation uh, that he can he can declare uh, executive privilege uh, around a number of things. Uh, and in the end, uh, on the other issue with the Senate Intelligence Committee, the counter espionage uh, issue is not likely uh, to lead to uh, to an offense because. Uh, the documents that he shared with Foreign Minister Lavrov and Ambassador Kislyak, uh, a president can do that. He essentially can declassify, and he can claim that's essentially what he did. Mm. So there are a number of ways in which he is he is protected. Uh, but in the end, there are, as there were in the Nixon case, they ended up being the tapes. Uh, they were decisive, and there may be some element in all of this that we don't know at this point that will end up uh, playing that kind of a role. So we'll just have to see how it plays, right. plays out. But well, we're still obviously very much in the realm of speculation at this point. Uh, and I think we should clarify for all our listeners, there is no solid suggestion at this point that um, Donald Trump is in danger. But uh, obviously the index of concern has risen. Robert Legvold. Well, if- it's that's right. I, it's, we're now at a different place from where we were two weeks ago. And the other issue is... 
the process itself, including the investigation at all levels, the Senate and the special counsel, is likely to unfold for some time. And the implications of that is as a major constraint on the administration, major mm. distraction, which is having a broad impact on American politics and I think even foreign policy. Well, that's an important point that we'll have to pick up. Professor Legvold, thank you very much for joining us today. My pleasure. Robert Legvold out of Columbia University. You can text us your thoughts right now. Powder Sharp 1013 for 51 per message.